Hello there, it's me again, I'm Logan, and this is my show again. So I guess I just want to start out with this first segment by saying uh, thanks to everybody who listened to my my first one, my first episode, and uh, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, just search Heartright, that's just H-E-I-R-T-R-I-G-H-T in YouTube to find that. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, go to at HeartRightYT. Uh, and yeah, all my stuff is there. Uh, so, and if you want to listen to uh, my actual podcast, I guess this is kind of a podcast, but I guess uh, my other one, my official one that's actually going on iTunes and uh, is like officially editing and stuff, uh, then you can search Popular Apocrypha on various social media. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel that we have various games on, as well as the podcasts themselves, uh, me and my friends are doing. So uh, thanks so much to anyone listening who checked those out, and also to anyone who checked this out because they follow my social media. I don't know. I don't know how people are getting here. So uh, thanks so much. This is episode two. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about... Fairy tale dragon cry, and that maybe seem like a very, very obscure, very unique kind of topic to talk about, but I just recently saw it, and I have a lot of thoughts about it, and so I wanted to talk about it a little bit here. So this right here is going to be a spoiler-free review, in case you have not seen it yet. Uh, so I would recommend, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, to watch the series, because there are a lot of things that are revealed in the movie that are revealed in, like, the very last story arc of the series of Fairy Tale. Um, so, I, I, I was in theaters, actually, when I, when I saw it, and a lot of people I heard talking about it uh, were kind of dragged there and didn't really know a lot about Fairy Tale. I feel so sorry for them, because it would be really tough to kind of learn from that, uh, because there's a lot of stuff in the movie that you're kind of assumed to already know, which is a lot different from other anime movies I've seen, actually, uh, because a lot of them is just kind of like uh, an expositional battle, where it's just like the first third of the movie or so, you're just kind of introducing yourself to the characters. But this didn't really have that as much. It did kind of, but it, it felt like a, a good story arc within a movie, which was good. Um, so, review, I guess. Uh, I thought it was good. Surprisingly good. Better than I was expecting for an anime movie. Especially since I didn't really care for the first fairy tale movie, Phoenix Priestess. Uh, I don't know, it was just... Uh, not, I don't know, anime movies haven't impressed me a lot, but this one did, surprisingly, mostly because, uh, like I said before, it's, it, it assumes that you've already watched the series, and also, and I'll get into this, uh, in the next segment, uh, it's not necessary to the canon, but it can easily be fit in. It's... <laughs> It's almost like uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars in that way, where, you know, you're not missing anything if you don't watch the series, but if you do, you get a lot of uh, cool additional stuff. 
So, uh, with that in mind, uh, you get, uh, I guess if you've never seen Fairy Tale before, uh, <laughs> why are you here? I don't know. Um, but, uh, it's, I, I don't know how to really describe it, just because there's so, it, it almost felt like a fan fiction film. It, it almost felt like it was written by fans kind of getting into the very, very subtleties of the series, but also kind of staying true to the tone of the series and the tone of the characters, and it was surprisingly good. I'm not exactly sure what else I can say about it uh, without going into spoilers. Um, I don't know. You get a lot of the uh, other characters... Uh, that we've seen along the way, and that's pretty fun. And this kind of, I could easily see this being kind of like a stepping stone between uh, where Fairy Tale left off and the new series. I guess the last season, which is I guess it's going to be. So um, it was good. It had good pacing. Uh, there was a plot twist near the end that uh, surprised me. Um, uh, I don't know what else I can say. Really, I would suggest if you have seen Fairy Tale the series and are unsure of whether to see this new movie, go see it. It is definitely worth your time and possibly money, depending on where you see it. And I don't know, it's just good. If you haven't seen Fairy Tale, I would definitely suggest not seeing this movie before you see the series. I would say get caught up on the series because it the series is worth it. I thought it was entertaining, especially you know, especially in the last story arc where it actually gets good and it brings everything together and then the movie kind of is a continuation of that almost. So uh again, I liked it. I would recommend it if you have seen fairy tale before and now to go into the spoilers okay so spoiler time uh so if you have seen it i, I you definitely need to see it or you should be aware that there are spoilers in this segment so uh first of all a freaking carla who gets a human form just kind of randomly and it's kind of uh I, I love the fact that it's kind of treated as like a, oh, okay, and it's just kind of glossed over, like everybody knew about it already, even though that was the first time we had ever seen it. And uh, so uh, it's, she turns into a human, and she uh, fights alongside Wendy. Um, and uh, it, it was pretty awesome, and I really want to see if Happy has a, a form like that. Although I doubt he does, just because to keep with his character. Um, also, the things, the reason why I said to watch all the way up through the Tartarus arc is because there are various things in the uh, in the Tartarus arc that characters get abilities that are shown in this movie that aren't really explained. So, for instance, uh, Wendy's—I forget what it's called—her like full extreme mode where she gets pink hair and can fly and everything uh that's that's she uses that and she can use that at, at will apparently so that's a cool new thing uh gray's demon powers which he can turn on and off 
uh, and also the fact that Natsu is a demon. That 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 was kind of glossed over, and then it was really cool how at the end, uh, Natsu kind of questions who he is. That uh, we get the sense that he has suspected that something is off about him. I guess we kind of got that in the Tartarus arc, and that he can kind of survive demon magic. Uh, so we finally get to see that, uh, that he kind of turns half into a dragon, which is not because he's turning into a dragon, but because he's part demon. And we, that is implicitly given, not explicitly, which I really liked, and, and the dragon that he fights at the end, Animus, says like, wait a minute, you're the, the ultimate demon person, and, and Natsu kind of cuts him off, which I thought was like, whoa, he kind of suspects, even though at the end of the Tartarus arc, uh, Natsu doesn't find out that he's a demon, but the audience does, because the ultimate demon, I forget what his name was, uh, he says that uh, END, which is the ultimate demon that they're trying to uh, thwart reawakening of, is Aetherius Natsu Dragneel. Uh, and, but it's interesting that Natsu kind of suspects that he is a demon, um, and, uh, so it's pretty cool in that, um, oh, and also, uh, frickin', uh, Urza, which I don't, I don't remember if this was given in the anime or not, in the series, but, uh, she uses Jalal's magic, which it's, it's said before in the series that you can basically learn any kind of magic that you can, as long as you're a wizard, but, uh, you, uh, you kind of choose a specialty, which was used in, uh, what was it, the Grand Magic Games arc, because, uh, Jalal used Mystigan's magic, which was his Edelus form, but he wasn't as good at it, at it. He was good at his own magic, which Urza used, which was very, very different from her requip magic, which I thought was cool and kind of subtle, and I did not expect it. Although I don't know if we've gotten that in the series or not, so I, I apologize if that's not a new thing. Um, what else is new? Uh, didn't get to see as much of Lucy's like ultimate magic as I wanted to. She only summoned like three different monsters, and she didn't get to use her ultimate like Gemini thing, or the thing with the princess we saw, which is kind of disappointing, but I guess the emphasis was more on the other characters, and there wasn't really much time to explain much. So, yeah, those are some cool new additions to, or not additions, I guess, just kind of uh, stuff we're expected to know, except for Carla, which was kind of new, and, and Urza's Jalal magic. But, uh, ultimately, I'm glad that those were involved in it, instead of just kind of the typical magic and we're expected to know that they're capable of a lot new things that were just given in the latest arc. So, there's spoilers. Okay, so now what I want to talk about is the after credit segment. Which, first of all, I did not expect an anime movie to have. And uh, in the theater, I noticed that a lot of people weren't leaving after uh, when the credits started. So I kind of expected there to be one, but I, in a way I didn't because I thought that was more of an American thing. But no, we got actually some pretty big info at the uh, after credits segment, which is cool. I mean, 
it's kind of it was kind of a lead up to what I expect the uh, the animated the, the series to start up again. So uh, and there's a lot I think we're expected to know, possibly because of the manga, um, but I don't remember seeing this in the anime in the in the series. So first of all, uh, we see this kind of old intimidating man with face tattoos, which. I didn't know who he was at first, uh, but a lot of people in the theater did. He picks up the dragon cry, which the staff turned into a ribbon, and he kind of picks it up and basically dissolves it, which uh, I'll get into that later. Uh, but that character's revealed to be Acnologia, who somehow has turned back into a human, which I don't exactly understand, but I feel like it could be possibly related to the dragon cry getting destroyed or turning back into its original form which i feel like is something i should know or possibly based on the manga so this is just guessing at this point this is just speculation uh... then we also see zarif who basically declares war on specifically natsu although we don't get the fact that uh, that they're brothers at this point yeah, I know that based on Wikipedia, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, and then we see two characters behind Zeref, who I assume are his, like, demon minions or something. And uh, so we get the sense that that's going to be, like, the final boss, and we find out they're brothers, and we find out for sure that Natsu's a demon, and uh, he has to come to terms with kind of his past. But also Acnologia is thrown into the mix, who's a human at this point, who took Sonia's form, or who got into Sonia when she was dying and when he was dying. Or no, 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 never mind. No, the, the story that's right was Acnologia was killing all the dragons, and uh, then Animus took Sonia's uh, body, and then Acnologia went off, and Animus ruled the kingdom for thousands of years or whatever. Um, so, Acnologia, somewhere in that, because he was a dragon slayer, eventually turned into a dragon, uh, and I think killed all the other dragons? I don't remember. I don't remember what happens at the end of tar the Tartarus arc, actually, because he kills Igneal. Again, we're in spoilers. Uh, and then just kind of flies off, I think. Uh, so... Uh, I guess somewhere along the line he he went back to his human form and it'll be interesting to see where he comes along the line as far as the battle between Zeref and Natsu goes because he seems kind of like a separate villain but I know he's going to be tied in somehow so he might be working for Zeref again if you have read the manga I'm sorry because I think the manga's ended by now uh, so you should know all these answers. You should know how this all resolves. But uh, for me, for me who has just seen the anime and what has happened up through now, it's all new to me and it's all speculation for me. So at this point I can all only assume that there's going to be an epic battle between Natsu and Zeref, and I still don't know how Acnologia fits in. Uh in human form or dragon form, especially since now the dragon cry is dead. So that possibly released Acnologia, thinking about it now. Anyway, 
Uh, I am very much looking forward to the new series. And watching the after credit scene, it, it, it was fun because uh, all the audience were, like, screaming because they knew who Acnologia was, and they were really excited. So, and I'm really excited, too, for the upcoming anime. Um, so, I guess that's the after credit sequence. So, I guess a few parting thoughts. Uh, Sonya's frickin' cute, and I'm so glad that she didn't die at the end, because it seems to be a trope in anime movies, where, like, the girl that you learn to relate to and you feel really sorry for dies at the end, but she doesn't, which is really cool. Actually, I think she becomes, like, princess or something? I don't remember. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm glad that she lives, um... The main bad guy, uh, I guess is technically Animus, the dragon, but also the, the chief advisor guy who wants to take over the world, he freaking dies, uh, which was kind of anticlimactic for me because uh, it, it's, the whole movie is kind of leading up to, oh, this, uh, this guy is the ultimate bad guy, but then he doesn't turn out to be the ultimate bad guy, and in like the last 15 minutes or so the main bad guy becomes Animus, the dragon. So there's no epic big fight between that advisor guy and Natsu, which I really wanted. Also, I really wanted Gajiel and Wendy to join in on the fight against uh, Animus, but that's okay, because we already kind of got that epic dragon battle at the end of the Grand Magic Games arc. Uh, so that's fine, I guess. And it, it kind of required Natsu to uh, get his demon powers and kind of question who he was. Also, I really like that bookend uh, where it, it was done a little bit forcefully at the beginning that, uh, uh, what, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, Lucy is like, uh, blue looks like a dog. Um, and then uh, Natsu's like, what do I look like? And she's like, oh, you look like you, stupid. And... <laughs> Then at the end, Natsu is seriously asking that because, like, he's suspecting that he's a demon or something else, or that there's something about him that he doesn't know. And so Lucy kind of reassures him by saying the same thing, you look like you, stupid. Uh, Baka! Uh, she doesn't actually say that. Uh, actually, I don't remember if she says that. I don't... Yuck. I, I did watch it in Japanese, I will say that, so... Um, which I prefer the, the Japanese to the dub, which I won't get into now but I just prefer it that way. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, there is one scene, which I have to warn you, uh, which is, gets a little bit suggestive, uh, which was a little bit awkward to watch in public, but thankfully it doesn't get any uh, nudity in there. So you don't have to worry if you are afraid of that. Uh... Yeah, that, that one bad guy is pretty creepy, so I'm kind of glad he dies. Um, very anime trope, though, uh, for a bad guy to take advantage of women in certain ways. In this, he was just, like, taking their blood to, what, like, power up his own magic or something or other? Anyway, uh, I'd like to see an anime villain who doesn't do that, because that I feel like that's very... Uh, 
very tropish. Uh, and, you know, I'd want to see one where it's where they're not obviously evil and where we can kind of relate to them on some level. Because we haven't really seen that much in Fairy Tale. A little bit in Zerif, but not really much else. Uh, so, I guess that has been my kind of review and talking about Fairy Tale Dragon Cry. I would recommend you see it. I'd recommend you watch Fairy Tale. It's it's good. It's not the best anime in the world, but it is entertaining. It's long. Kind of my introduction to long form anime. And I haven't been disappointed. It's very colorful, very pretty. I like all the characters. There are a lot of characters. And they're all relatable in their own way, I would say. So, uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, if you want to uh, find me on the Twitter, I'm at HeartRightYT. And on YouTube, I'm just HeartRight. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast that I'm making with some of my friends, just search Popular Apocrypha on all the social medias. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. And I guess I'll see you next time for another cool topic that I can talk about for a long time. Thanks for putting up with all my filler words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, bye.